Ask the Podcast Coach for September 17th, 2016. Let's get ready to podcast. Oh, there it is. That music means only one thing. It's time. There you go. That's the dancing. It's the uh, time for Ask the Podcast Coach where you get your podcast questions answered live. We are at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. We're here every Saturday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. And joining my right over there, you might be saying, hey, that's not Jim Cullison. It's not. Jim is on a special assignment in, uh, I don't know, Uganda. Um, he's actually doing something for work. And uh, joining me, here's the fun thing. If, you, uh, if you're if you new to Dave Jackson, he likes to try things new, and you never know if it's going to work or not. But um, here's a guy that just left as I introduced him, which is kind of fun. I said I'd like to try things new. Um, he's uh, taught radio as an instructor for three years. He currently works in two different radio stations, and uh, you might know him from the podcast show Just the Tip. And uh, he's a podcast talent coach who helps podcasters be better podcast hosts. Each episode, um, this broadcasting and radio veteran offers one simple tip every episode that a podcaster can use to gain mic confidence, grow their audience, and sound more like a pro. You can find him over at Podcast Performance Coach, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Tim Wolberg. Tim, how's it going, buddy? Awesome, Dave. Great to be here. Thank you. I saw your comments or uh, Daniel's comments. I'll put headphones on. Hopefully that sound is a little bit better. Reduce the feedback. Let me know. Yeah, that's it. But, Great to be here. But so you're on, are you still on two radio stations? Yes. In Kelowna, BC, uh, we're about four hours uh, east of Vancouver, BC in Canada. Um, the CBC, which is similar to ABC, the BBC, here in Canada, we have the CBC, uh, kind of NPR style in the U.S. Part of that uh, outfit, as well as private radio, it's a uh, news talk sports format station here in Kelowna. Nice. And uh, for anybody watching, yeah. again, there's a uh, there's a little camera in the bottom right-hand corner. And if you have a question, feel free to click on that. Come on down and uh, get your questions answered. We did have somebody send one in, so we'll uh, we'll tackle that one first. This is from Jeremy Dennis, and it's actually a pretty cool question because there's I don't know that there's one definite answer to this, but here is uh, the question from Jeremy. Hi guys, my podcast is the Transmissions Podcast, and we talk about almost every facet of the Transformers franchise. We used to have some really long shows. I think there might even be a few four-hour shows in our archive. But a couple of years ago, a listener volunteered to be our editor, and we've worked hard since then to stay around two hours. We've recently had some comments about the length of our show, though, and, and we started to discuss splitting the show into two separate shows. Our structure breaks down pretty evenly between toy news and comic reviews with a few other topics that we could rearrange to even the, the two shows out. A couple of years ago, when we were working on getting the length under control, we did include some questions about our show as part of a, a year-end best-of-award survey we put out. And surprisingly, the numbers were pretty even between toy fans and comic fans. I wanted to get your opinions on splitting a show like ours up into two separate shows. The idea we're batting around is that we'd still record everything in one shot and then just have one show come out one day and then the other show will come out a few days before or after. I guess my big fears is losing overall listenership. I mean, I, I know we have a lot of crossover fans, but I know there's some that just like the toys and some that just like the comics. And I mean, I, we're happy that we're exposing them to facets that they might not otherwise be exposed to. But I just, I, I worry that if we split it up, one show might suffer or the other. Do you think these fears are valid or am I just afraid of changing up things? And, you know, I guess the, the last question I would have is what would be a recommendation for testing this out? Would it be good just to maybe do some pilot split shows that we just released to our Patreon fans? Or would it be better to put these trial shows in the main podcast feed for the entire listenership? Thanks. And I'm sorry I can't listen live. I'm currently at my kid's music class as y'all are recording. So, but he's not. Anyway, I think that's the cool thing. He's actually here live. So you have a transformer show. Yeah. 
and you've got a couple different topics. And the question is, should I break these into their own show? Basically, do I have right. that? Okay. Um, have you ever had somebody say to you, "I like the show, but I don't care about the toys," or "I like the show and I don't I don't care about the comics part"? Have you had people complain? Yeah, we've had a few, but not really many. I mean, most people enjoy our personalities enough where we've had comments that like, I'm not big into the comics, but you guys make it enjoyable. So I still listen through that section of the show. Got it. Well, there's a, cause there's, there's really, this is one of those, it's like a recipe. The only I mean, way to no, know, no, I mean, go ahead, Tim. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think chopping it in half. And I think if you were to chop it in half and take your best segments, I would get your editor to, uh, and you would also record a new intro, a new extra for those other segments and make them entirely new shows. Well, yeah, I, mean, that, that I know would it's a little be, bit more work. It, that would be the plan. But I just, like I said, I, I'm just afraid of losing the overall audience, you know, a percentage of it. Well, there's a couple ways to look at that. Let's say you I let's, ask them too. Yeah, I'm going to say, number one, ask your audience. So go to SurveyMonkey yeah. or whatever and say, hey, we're thinking of doing this because – I know for me, I did a thing once where I took the Because of My Podcast section and I made it its own show, and uh, it was called The Power of Podcasting at the time. And and I quit doing it in the school of podcasting, and my audience said, hey, why are you making me go two places to get the information that I used to get in one? I don't like that. So what I did now is I, I still have that because I want that podcast to point to people. So if they go, why should I start a podcast? I can go, go listen to that. That's why I have that show. So I kept it here and I, I created a second show for those people that just want that. So you might think about doing that. You'll have the one show with both, one show with just toys, and one show with just comics. And those that want everything can do that. Those that just want the toys can do that. And those that want um, – you know, the comic can just do that. Yeah. Um, that might be yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, I, I've experimented a little bit. Like I've, I've made a feed with just our interviews and, you know, I'm, I'm starting to play around with doing that because you can do the categories in, in WordPress and just have a feed for each category. So that might be a good idea, too. Yeah. And did you well, say it work? Yeah. yeah, it is. That's it. That's the problem. Um, and. You, you said you did survey your audience already or? Yeah, this was a couple of years ago. We do like a, a year end best of awards, like best of toys, best of comics, things like that. And then we just put at the end some questions about our show just to kind of gauge, gauge the, our audience of like what they like, what they don't like. And it was split pretty much 50, 50 people say they, they prefer the toys and people say they prefer the comics. So you know, our, our audience is pretty, um, pretty even. And then there, there's most of them actually like both. Hmm. So it's, this is going to be one of those things you're just going to have to, you know, you can try it. Um, in the immortal words of, uh, Ryan K. Parker, no one will punch you in the face, you know? Um, so you could try it, see what happens. And if it doesn't yeah. work, the, the, that's why I would say your podcast is a lot like a recipe. So you can go, here it is. And some people might go, oh, this is, I'm so glad you did this and realize that, uh, nobody else, um, you know, some, not everybody's going to love it. Anytime you change anything, yeah. there's going to be somebody that doesn't love it. I'm a, I'm amazed right. at that yeah. at times on uh, what makes people kind of go. Um, I, I interviewed Jen Briney on a, a couple episodes ago. She does congressional dish, which is a show about politics. And just the fact that I interviewed somebody who talks about politics, People came out in some cases because I was talking. I was I wasn't really talking <laughs> politics. I was right. talking about somebody who talks about. Po- it was like amazing how. So you're never going to make everybody happy, but in that case, yeah. if you did, and that's the only bad news is it is it is extra work. If you made two separate shows, including your third one, then everybody should be happy. There's no wrong answer there. If you just want Transformer, uh, that here it is. If you want that, four hours is a long show. And, and well, no, we've. That that was a few years ago. We're we're an average of about two hours now. Okay. So I, it's like the toy section is about forty five minutes. The comics is about thirty minutes, and then we have a few other topics like movies and stuff. Got it. So. I say throw it on the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah, um, okay. Go ahead, Tim. I, I would I would also I'm 
fact, a, uh, I'm about to do a podcast episode on this exact topic, and it's kind of pushed it back a little bit because for podcasts that have been around for a while, and I had some great advice from an old program director who said, if it ain't broke, innovate it. You know, people are going to be there for your content. They're going to be there for your content. If they like your content, keep them on their toes. The Today Show, NBC does an incredible job of events. They move hosts around. They're always changing segments, the timing of segments, the length, where they appear. It it, it freshens your show up. If you're afraid to make any changes to your show, your loyal listeners, we're going to love your content every week or every day or wherever it is. All right, cool. Thanks. Awesome. And where can we find your uh, your shows currently, Jeremy? Uh, Transmissionspodcast.com. Awesome. And also have a, another one that's just general kind of pop culture at yakoyaks.com. Yakko Yaks. Awesome. All right, man. Any, anything else before we cut you loose? No, that, that's it. All right. Well, thanks for sending in your question. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. And that's how it works. Again, if you're listening someplace that's not askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, come on over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, like Super Joe Pardo is. He clicks on the button. We invite him on in. And uh, Joe is the man behind uh, Podcast Mid-Atlantic. And uh, he survived the conference. He's got uh, his co-host with him, his regular co-host. How's it going, Joe? Hey, it's going great. How how's are you guys doing today? <laughs> Good, man. What can we help you with? Awesome. Um, I, I mean, I just want to come in and say hi, and and uh, you know, c- c- congratulations getting a day off, Dave from uh, from Ask the Podcast Coach. Uh, well, yeah, last week that was fun. How any uh, <laughs> any insights on this side? We talked to you a little bit before Podcast Mid Atlantic. Any insights from the other side of of Podcast Mid Atlantic? You, you know, there there is one of the things um, that happened was uh, the the mic kept cutting out, right? So yeah. I got this wireless mic. I don't think I showed. I, yeah. I don't remember the if I showed it last week or not. Yes. But it says four Chen Lei instead yeah. of four channel. Yeah. But it says it on every side of the box. So it's yeah. like I don't know if it's intentional or whatever. Right. But um, <laughs> it's great as long as people like they when they would turn their back to me. Um, or or hold it too the mic too close to them, it would get fuzzy. Yeah. Like it, the the signal would break up. So I'm sitting there thinking like, oh man, like it took me a while to figure out like exactly what was causing it. But yeah, next next year I'll have the box at the back of the room or towards the back of the room. Yeah. So at least you'd have to completely turn around and hold the mic like right up against your chest to to get it to go fuzzy. Because you know this wasn't some like super expensive Shure system where it's like. A digital connection or anything to the to the thing, but it worked for the most part. I, I think for 130 bucks, yeah, I would definitely recommend it to anybody for four microphones, yeah, wireless, um, and you can get XLR inputs or you can get a one quarter inch input right to your mixer. Nice. So you have a, a lot of option there for for not a lot of money. Now I'm going to say that's that's the uh, it's one of the things that's scary because sometimes you get what you pay for. But I didn't think they sounded too bad. I mean, but I did notice a couple times it was getting fuzzy and you're like, oh, now what do we do? So and that's just where, you know, next year you can when you set up, you can grab a couple of those and walk around and make sure, you know, they're going to work. Yeah, I know uh, being a musician, yeah. I, used, I used to do that. I would uh, I would strap on my wireless and then because a lot of times I'd like to go out in the crowd and it's like, is that going to work? You know, or all of a sudden <laughs> am I going to pick up, you know, nine or nine or six? Nine or six uh, and I, okay, can't go. Got to stay away from the picnic pavilion or whatever. So. Yeah, also, that's a great point. I was thinking the same thing. Joe, uh, if you've got four different mics, are they on four different frequencies? And can mm-hmm. you set them? Are you in control? No, you can't okay. set them. Yeah, but, play with those. But, oh. You know, you can't set them, but they are on four different. So they show you. There's a display for each one, but you can't do anything with it. Mm. So I don't know if it, if it, like I yeah. didn't play with it. But one thing I will say is when you uh, are doing all of this setup and stuff like that. Like I mean, I was there for four hours, Dave. I mean, thank you for helping me out when when you did. Uh, it, you know, it definitely saved me some time. But um, but I was still there for like four hours setting this stuff up. One thing I forgot to check while well, I checked every single mic, I didn't check all four mics at the same time. Uh, and when I first walked out, there was like a feedback because the two mics yeah. were getting a little too close. Yeah. So I had to turn the, you know, turn the mics down. Um, and, but once I did, they were fine. It just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you, you forget, like you, you're going through the process. You're like, Oh, I checked all the mics. It's good. You know, we're ready to rock. Yeah. But it, you're not. That's always the thing. You, you think you're gonna, you think you've tested everything. And then there's always that one scenario 
I remember once when I was playing in a band, we were playing on a, a flatbed truck on a July 4th thing, and we were the last band to go on. And as we're playing, it's getting darker and darker. So they turned on the lights, and the minute they did, poof, there went the electricity. So they tested everything else, but they never tested the electricity with the lights. So every, I mean, we'd play like a bar and a half, and the only thing you could hear were saxophone and drums. It was like, oh, okay. So we had to, actually had to go back into the bar and play in there. But yeah, you never know what kind of scenarios you're going to get into. So. <laughs> awesome, man. And you've already got the date picked for next year? Yeah, September 8th and 9th. Awesome. So uh, Friday night and then Saturday, all day Saturday is the is the conference. Same location. Nice. Um, it's not – I haven't updated the website yet because the virtual ticket's still available, okay. which I think you, Dave, have a um, – a, a website for that yes it, it, I, I believe it's still podcastminutelanic.com slash sop uh n- well that's no. where the ticket oh. sales were oh that was for that was for pre that was for for ticket sales but the virtual ticket um is uh i haven't got my uh, link yet it'll be uh ask the podcast coach.com slash mapcon there we go there you go let me write that yes down. So I don't forget that. She she get on that for all all twenty three people go running to uh, yeah. to go buy their tickets. Yeah, don't go there now because it doesn't exist. But it will by the time <laughs> you know it'll be there by about four o'clock today. So. But yeah, you had the video and and all, we I even converted it so you have the MP threes of all the sessions, you have the video of all the sessions, you have all the slides uh, and all the pictures in the zip file. Nice. Uh, plus like a nice little PDF with a whole bunch of links and stuff like that in it. Cool. So yeah. awesome. So it's it's a it's a great great value. All right. Um, so I hope you had a great time, Dave. I know I uh, we, we got to talk a bit afterwards. Yeah, that was half the like fun. A good time. So, Oh, yeah, definitely getting to meet everybody. So thank you very much, and right. um, hope everybody has a great Saturday. Yep. Thanks, Joe. See you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The one and only Super Joe Pardo. Hey, one of the things I want to ask you, uh, Tim, is in your your bio on your page over at podcastperformancecoach.com, uh, you talk about screaming at the dashboard. Um, you know, what, what are the things that you oh, hear? Yes. Because I know you, you've got how many years you got in radio? Twenty five. Twenty five. Holy cow! Um, yeah. So when what are the things that just to me that are like nails on the chalkboard when you when you listen to new podcasts? Uh, when I, when I yeah and in podcasts and dashboards and listening to radio, uh, teasing is I think really an effective tool, but I don't think it's used enough. Uh, and you can, anybody who has a podcast should be teasing. And when I say teasing, I mean promoting something that's coming up in your show, but positioning it right and teasing it right. You can say, I'm going to talk with so-and-so you've already had the conversation. And then some people will just give away all the gold right then and there. And then everyone's, well, I already know what I'm waiting for. So why should I even continue to listen? So tease something incredible about a nugget of information, or, you know, a part of a conversation that's coming up whether it's an entrepreneurial podcast and you say, I'm going to tell or ask my guest today, you know, what's the first thing he does in the morning to be successful as an entrepreneur? Well, okay. And anybody can do it. And he'll go say, now I have a reason to stick around. So teasing, I think is a missed opportunity that is too common. Absolutely. Uh, A great example of somebody who does this so well, um, David Hooper is uh, a guy who's been in radio. He's a member of the School of Podcasting. And on his last show, he does the Red Podcast. You can find it at redpodcast.com. And he said in next week's episode, he goes, I'm going to interview because it's all about marketing. So he'll he'll find anything and then look at their marketing end. And he goes, in next week's episode, I'm going to interview an escort. Like a female escort. So in other words, he's going to interview a, prost- a, a high-priced prostitute. And he goes, she normally doesn't do yeah. stuff like this, but it's an interesting interview. And I was like, I am so ready for because that A, that's information you can't get anyplace else. And B, well, it's kind of entertaining. It's like, wait, you're going to talk to who? You know, but I was like, I'm ready for next week. It's like I'm, I'm kind of bummed that it's, I got to wait six days for it to show up. But I was like, man, what a great tease because it's like I'm definitely staying subscribed to that. So I'm with you on that. Anything else drive yeah, you nuts? Something as rare as that. Good. Something as rare as that would be a, a tune in, right? Yeah. Um, we a, sorry, we got a bit of a delay. Uh, other things that would probably drive me uh, nuts. Um, radio is radio is, is 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 one thing. A lot of things drive me crazy on the radio when I listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. But uh, as for podcasters, uh, you know, it's, it's some hosts are too cool for school and they are just 
they really don't care about the listener. And for me, I, I, I'm all about serving your listener. I think they're the most important part of your show. Without them, you don't have a show. And so I, I think when you leave your listener out and you don't include them when you're talking about certain things, and hopefully when you're on your subject and your regular listeners know exactly what you're talking about, when you speak of things to a guest perhaps that are out of context, they use acronyms, they use shortcuts, they use the lingo of the particular uh, industry, some of your listeners don't know it. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't let your ego get in the way. Represent your listener and p- kind of play dumb. Let's say, stop your, stop your guest and say, what does that mean? Help our listener out. Explain that point. And don't leave them out because they're left behind. See, you just you just did exactly what you said to do, which is awesome, because you said two cools for school. And in my head, I'm thinking, OK, well, now what does that mean? And you just explained it. So that's awesome. But, yeah, a lot of times people don't. I just did a show on jargon. In fact, I'm working on a kind of a podcast glossary because we'll say things like, oh, yeah, just do a double ender or, you know, uh, just, you know, rip it at uh, yeah. 128 yeah. stereo. Nobody. If you're brand new, you're like a what? A double ender? A who? So we. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. We this do have a question. episode. Yeah, we do have we do have a question here um, in the chat room. Going back to the teas, where's the best place to put the teas? Well, I would say uh, at the beginning of your show, if you know something's coming, at, you know the middle or the end of your show, teas are right at the beginning because you've got again that twenty to thirty seconds of your episode to let people know why they should stay around. So drill it home right at the beginning, and you've got to hear this week's episode. You're gonna blow your brains out when I tell you about this particular thing, you know, this is what happened and we're going to break it down and blah, blah, blah. So give them the value right off the, uh, the beginning of the show and go ahead and tease it again. If you're holding on to that nugget, you know, you, this is, this is classic in television. Oh. You know, uh, if you ever watch a newscast and there's that little puppy that was uh, doing something, you know, eating a cupcake for his birthday they're going to tease you with it. They're going to just drip that little flash of it every commercial break. And coming up, yeah. the birthday cupcake puppy dog. And it's, you know, two minutes to the top of the hour. And then they show you the video. They've hung on to you for that long. And then they give it to you at the end. It's this little nugget. So do it with your listener. Yeah. If it's a good enough tease, they'll stick around. I always love the one. What's in the school lunches? Are they killing your children? You know, tonight at 11. So they do that before it even starts. And then tonight's top story, you know, we're going to talk about what's in the school lunches that might be killing your children. But first, Beyonce sneezed, you know, and then they push it off and push it off. Um, And then Tim says, how do you tease the next episode? Well, number one, you got to know what your next episode is. That's the fun part, because a lot of us are just working week to week to week. But if you know what it is, you know, what is that golden nugget that, again, can get them to go, ooh, that sounds cool. And that goes back to knowing what your audience wants. So, because if I say, hey, in next week's episode, we're going to talk about Miley Cyrus. Well, members of the School of Podcasting could care less about Miley Cyrus in most cases, hopefully, I don't know, depending on your musical taste. You know, but it's got to be, you know, something that makes them want to go, ooh, like I said, I want to hear David Hooper's episode now. I don't want to wait till next week. That's an awesome tease when you're like, oh, can I have that now? So, but that means you got to know what next week's episode is. And that's, uh, that's how you tease next week's stuff. Um, should you always be talking, he says in the chat room, directly to your audience if you have a co-host? What's the difference is the, if there's a third ear as you chat to your co-host? Uh, Tim, I'll let you take that one. Yeah, that's, that's a little different. So your language has to change just slightly, but you have to always kind of keep in mind your listeners. So uh, it, is, it is a different dynamic when it's just you and a co-host. It's you and back and forth. And it, you, you can't help your listener kind of feel that they are this fly on the wall because they're not quite as involved. When you are solo, it's easy for you to say you, 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 you as a listener. You can use the word you, use you, because then I, I feel that you're talking directly to me. But acknowledge your listener in that language. Say, uh, Dave, if, if I'm talking about our listener right now, I'm still I'm addressing you but I'm also saying our listener right now is viewing us on fire talk right now. And they know that when they log in, they're going to get some great content this morning. Right. So I can continue to address my listener and it's, it's kind of this new language that you're going to have to learn 
but it's I really think it's imperative that you include them and into the conversation so they just don't feel like they're way out here listening to two guys, two girls, whoever had a little chit chat and party, right? I'm with you. It it, it goes from being having a conversation with to being a spectator of a conversation. And I'm with you. I, I, I love Michael Hyatt. Um, I gave you an example of this. I loved Michael Hyatt's show when it was Michael talking to me. And now he has a co-host and I listen to them have a conversation and it's just not the same. Not that it's bad, but for me, my opinion, I liked it better when Michael was just talking to me. Michael didn't, he, he wasn't comfortable with it though. And that's where, you know, we were talking earlier about doing things. You're not sure if it's going to work or not. It didn't work for Michael. And if it doesn't work for Michael, it's not going to work. So he brought in a co-host to interview him and he's more comfortable doing it. Some people are going to still like it because he gives great content. And there are people like me that goes, I still listen. I just miss the days when Michael used to talk to me. So it's, it's not going to be perfect right. for, uh, for everyone. So here's another question. This came up in the, the School of Podcasting Facebook group from uh, Kim from uh, onthetablepodcast.com and toastmasters101.net. She says how, and it kind of goes back to what we're talking about. I think this one is a, a matter of planning. She says how to bring the end around back to the beginning. In other words, how do you create an arc over several episodes but then make each stand alone? So – that's over different episodes is 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 hard to do that's that's that you're carrying on a theme i mean i wouldn't that's hard to say because in one episode i kind of demand this arc i want a beginning middle and end i don't know if i'm coming back i'm not sure if, if i do subscribe when i might not even like it at least let me finish up with you tie that bow around your topic and let me leave with everything intact so unless you've got a series going on that perhaps you can really, um, you know, deliver a series, you know, part A, when we're talking about parenting, it's bringing up infants. Then we get into this about the feeding. Then we're talking about sleep the next time. So if you're doing a series, pitch the whole thing as a series, know where you're going with it and say it's going to be over the next four episodes that we're going to lay out this plan for our listener. And I think that's how you can do that be, to still have that, you're, you're still going to have a beginning, middle, and end to each episode, but you can kind of create that arc over those episodes. But call it a series, package it for what it is, and say the next four episodes and, and refer to it back. Again, if you've missed episode one, we're doing the four parts of parenting or you know, position it that way. Yeah, I'm with you. Just to me, that's going to take a lot more planning and a lot more you know, mm-hmm. thought into it. It's not going to be something you're just going to wing and do, but it's definitely doable. But it is – it's – it's a whole nother level of, of planning and putting it together as opposed to just here in this episode, we're going to talk about blank, blank, and blank. Now it's how does this tie into the overall picture? And so it can be done. You're just adding another level of uh, complexity, I guess, to it. Or just, yeah. Um, and then Brian, um, I always butcher his last name. I believe it's just Bouch. And I'm still not quite sure I understand the question. He says, what are your top five style format suggestions? And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, well, example might be a list of something or frequently asked questions, a review of something, a story, how to link and discussions. Con- Let me see what else he says. Content. Po- I still not quite sure what he means by that, but do you, do you kind of see where he's going? Maybe. Yeah. If, 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 if it, if it's, I, I don't think you should stick to one all the time. If that's what you're asking. I mean, if, if should I only do, uh, a list show every single time. Well, what if you have a guest or you, you, you come across a guest who someone who would make a great guest, have a guest show or, or do the review of something and maybe it was a movie or whatever your topic is. Uh, I wouldn't get stuck into doing one thing singular all the time. For me, I'm speaking of this from a guy who does a five minute show and giving one tip away, but there's a different use for that. And I'm thinking of my podcast listener and my podcast er podcaster and how that perfect tool could be used. So I don't think you should stick to something. I say vary it up. And like I said, that 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 quote that I, I keep coming back to, if it ain't broke, innovate it. So change it up a little bit. And you know what? Go back and look at your numbers and which episodes down, got downloaded most, which were popular. You know, come back to those really successful ones and use that formula again. But don't get stuck and don't be predictable. You know, I don't think everyone wants to know exactly what they're going to expect every single time. Keep it fresh. Yeah, what, that helps hopefully. Yeah, what? Because um, your your show is it's like five minutes or less. 
when you're getting ready to launch it, was was what kind of thought processes did you go through in in launching your show? Well, I I knew I had a lot to offer for podcasters because of my experience in radio. So I, I when I learn, I can kind of just take one thing at a time and then I can work on it, especially when it comes to a podcast. You know how much goes into a podcast, the planning of it, you know, the setup and everything else, finding your guests and stuff. So now if you're going to have 17 things that you should do for every podcast, it's overwhelming. It's too much. So I was thinking, how can I simplify these tips for a podcaster so they can implement one at a time and keep it really simple? And, you know, now I'm up to 30 episodes and 30 simple tips that you can do one at a time. You don't have to do them all at once. You, you won't be able to do them all at once. And hopefully I can change your thinking of, of how you, you know, produce your podcast and perform it and execute it. So hopefully that'll help. That's well, how I came about And And Tim's another classic example where I tell people when somebody finds your show and they like it, they will go back and download your entire back catalog. Because when I found Tim's show, I found Tim, I was doing a bunch of experiments with New and Noteworthy. And I was seeing kind of what affected it and what didn't affect it and things like that. And I kept seeing just the tip. And then I was like, what? And number one, I I never see it. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> like, I never get this thing up there. It was, well, that's good to know. It was in the, uh, I think it was in the technology podcasting subcategory or whatever. Okay. And um, I kept seeing it and clicked on it finally because I just giggled at the name. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. And found it. And it was like, hold on. Went over to my phone, found it on my phone, subscribed. Went to the feed, download, 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 and downloaded them all. So um, it is a really cool, entertaining show. He's a classic example of don't be boring. So uh, and it just there's a lot of personality over there, and uh, so that's that's if you're wondering where did Tim come from. Well, I happen there's one example because I always tell people nobody's finding you in iTunes, nobody's searching through iTunes. Well, I happen to yeah. find I happen to find Tim in uh, in in iTunes that way. So you got thirty episodes in. Have you yeah. had any, uh, is it too soon to ask you the question because of your podcast blank? Have you had any, you know, are you getting any extra consulting or business or is it 30 episodes is still kind of new, but, uh, any insights so far? Well, I, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of playing the long game here and, uh, I, I do coaching on the side and I know you do as well, Dave, and help, help podcasters out. So I still feel I have a lot to offer, but I'm kind of going to keep my podcast as is a five minute. And it's tough for me, even, you know, when you join a, a Facebook group and everyone wants to, oh, I love your podcast. I'd love to do a rate and review. Well, I coach and I critique podcasts for a living, you know. So for me to go on and say, great podcast, do this, you know, I, that's not an equal one on one. For So for me, I'm kind of this standalone entity where I can't go ahead and, and love everyone because that's my job. And I'm a critique, you know, you, you, restaurants, it's the same kind of thing. You know, I, I, I can critique your podcast. So if you want to critique for me and you, you want to know what I really think, I can work with you. I'll tell you everything that you're doing well, what you're doing wrong, what you need help with. But I think um, for me, and, and that even goes to show with the bringing in a sponsor. If I were to evolve this podcast, it's got to be, I got to really think about who I'm going to bring on as a sponsor and what that says about me and my brand and how I get represented. So um, I think I'm going to just kind of stay low and, and keep doing my five minutes. I think I still have lots to offer, um, but it's fun right now. I'm getting a lot of feedback, great feedback and, and uh, people are loving it. So, and I think they're getting something out of the show too, which is great. Absolutely. I know what, to me, I always, anything that can make me think or laugh uh, I'm down for, and and you make me do both. So and it's always a lot of times it's it's sometimes going back to, um, you know, you'll hear a coach in football go, "We got to go back to the basics and learn how to tackle again." And sometimes it's it's not something that like, oh wow, I've never thought of that. Sometimes it's like, oh, you know what, that is a good idea. I forgot about that, and that's a cool. And then you always throw in some sort of funny distorted echo i love the one about sound quality that was hilarious uh where you just you just made this horrible sounding audio and i was like i've heard podcasts uh like that so um the one thing i want to mention here is we uh wow time is flying by uh we do have a patreon account and uh, i always like to think what we do is once a month we thank everybody the rest of the month we thank those people that have uh been a patron for $10 or more. So the one and only Jim Collison from the average TV, Alan Meisner from uh, older fitness, uh, Stargate pioneer from uh, betterpodcasting.com, Barry Kessler from Barry Kessler.com, Josh rivers from, um, Oh, kill me, Josh. I forgot your website. Uh, Academy, 
Oh, Creative Studio Academy. There we go. Uh, Frank Braille. Frank, you still got to send me in your website so I can promote that. Same thing with uh, Dale Henninger. Thanks, guys, for um, keeping the uh, the lights on here at uh, Ask the Podcast Coach. And uh, if you just joined us, see, this is one of the things you have to do when you're live. Uh, I am here with uh, Tim Wahlberg this week, and uh, you can find him over at podcastperformancecoach.com. And uh, this is interesting. See, Dave, that's a, that's a, that's a two. just before you move on, you did exactly what one of my episodes says, is to reset. Yeah. The reset tool. That, a classic. I mean, so, so what Dave just did, and I, I've said to podcasters, because this is a radio thing, uh, in the middle, and it works best kind of in live, but you can still do it in, in, a, in a recorded podcast show, is to reset your podcast. It gives you a mental break for a moment. It gives your, your guest a, a small break, too. But you reposition and put everything back into context. We're talking with Tim Wahlberg from podcastperformancecoach.com. He's a broadcast uh, veteran, blah, blah, blah. And he's offering up some great help for all of our podcasters today. And then you get right back into it, our next caller, next question. So that's the reset. And I have an episode on it. But thank you, Dave, for using the reset. There we go. I do have something. I, we have to get our geek on uh, for a second. Had a question. Somebody <laughs> sent this in. And if you're using PowerPress, the plugin, um, I had two people yesterday contact me, and all of a sudden you go into iTunes, and the name of your show, which used to be My Awesome Podcast, you know, whatever, it now says No Title. That was the name of your show, No Title. And this is something, you'll hear me talk about this on the School of Podcasting as well this week, because it's just that important. If you're using WordPress... If you're using WordPress, you have to. You have to not want to. You have to keep that bad boy updated. And so in this case, somebody was using PowerPress version 5 and version 6. Their latest version is version 7. And not only does it do wacky things like erase your title in iTunes, but, yeah, exactly. That's true. Update everything, Daniel. Daniel says, why uh, why not just update the plugins? Update everything. And here's the thing I found out. Um so I had those two people update PowerPress. And again, PowerPress is not a bad plugin, but you got to keep that bad boy updated. If you have a car, I can speak from personal experience. Uh, I got no instruction manual when it came to owning my first car. I found out the hard way that you need to put oil in those bad boys or you blow your engine. So it's the same thing. If you don't keep your, your WordPress update and your plugins, things go bad. And I'll give you an example. Um, I did a podcast, still kind of do, about Jillian Michaels just because she puts her name on everything and it's an affiliate machine. But I don't really pay attention to that podcast. I put out an episode whenever, basically whenever she puts out a product to pimp, and I just kind of ignored it. Well, it got hacked. And so I had to hire a company to go in and clean it. And most of these companies now don't offer a one-off kind of clean it and you're good. You have to buy like a service. And it, they, I read about this. Once you get hacked, you're much more likely to be hacked again. And it's amazing. Now, you have to consider the source here. Uh, the, the source I'm using is Security is the name of the company that cleaned it up. But they're, they're on my website now, and they're constantly going, hey, something else came in, and we, we blocked it away, which is good on their part because it, it lets me know that what I'm paying for is I'm getting value for. But it's amazing how many times you might be getting hacked if you're not keeping things up to date. So if you're a WordPress person... Keep WordPress up to date. Keep your plugins up to date. If you have a plugin and you're not using it, get it off your site. Um, and then number th- the last thing, make sure to uh, back up your show. You know because it's it's uh, I like WordPress. It's a great little tool, but man, if you don't keep that bad boy updated, you you are begging people to hack you. And uh, I saw that a, a lot this week. The other thing is, and I got this question this morning: is can I play music in my podcast? And the answer is no, no, you can't unless it's some sort of, you know, you've got uh, royalty free music, but you can't play Eminem in your podcast. And this week, being somebody that works at Libsyn, I got to see my first one of these where we got where we got uh, an email from somebody that said, hey, they're playing this song in it. We are this this organization. You don't have rights. And so uh, in that case, we pulled down the episode and notified the podcaster that's like, we've removed this episode and here's why. And shame on you for doing that. So you don't have that. So if you've ever thought about, well, and I, I know a lot of people that play music in their podcast that they have no rights to do it. Uh, I'm just saying it, 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 it happens. I don't know how often it happens, but I was like, wow, I've never seen that before. So 
be careful with that. I, I see it all the time. I, I hear it all the time too, Dave. And uh, people think that there's this, you can use seven seconds, up to seven seconds. There's yeah. a seven second rule. Seven second rule, where did this go? No, there's no rules like that. People will think that they find it. You can probably find some verbiage online that says, yeah, you can use up to it. As long as you're talking positively about it and not profiting from it, it depends on a little bit of that too. It's kind of a gray area, but to stay safe and without getting your hand slapped or having to take down or redo all your episodes, just don't do it. Talk yeah. about it, but don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the other thing with that is people go, well, I'll just, you know, I think I can't under fair use. Remember, fair use is a defense, the defense you use in court. And the last time I was in court, it's not cheap just to go to court. So realize that's the defense you're going to use in court. And so, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, there are a lot of people that that doing it, but you're kind of... uh, you're kind of asking for it. So Stephen Jandrew from uh, betterpodcasting.com says, Tim, as a radio person, I know the rules are different for using songs in promos and breaks, etc. Do you have any experience with fellow radio folks converting to podcasting, not realizing that they can't do the same in podcasts? Uh, you mean using songs and stuff like that? Well, you know, you can't necessarily, you know, as a radio, in radio, usually, and I've, I've worked with talk radio stations that, didn't have a blanket license. There are different licenses and radio stations pay a ton of money to be able to play music on FM music or FM radio. And others will have this that allows them to use all copyrighted music. So uh, I've been a part of both and without it, you're using, you know, this bank of music of generic music that you're trying to find something that fits the mood of your, you know, when you have trying to, match a feeling or a mood of a topic and you're in talk radio, you can instantly think of popular songs. So to have that license, it's extremely easy to pull up a song and, and it really enhances your show and it, it nails home your point. But with just generic music, it's harder to do that. So, but anybody in the radio will know, hopefully, and should know that you can't just use popular music and podcasts and just put it on there. So I think they would know to do that. Um, it's, and, and it's expensive if you want to try to do it. Uh, I haven't tried it. I wouldn't do it because I know I couldn't afford it. It's expensive. Yeah. Um, there's a new podcast by Todd Cochran called Podcast Legends. And it's Todd, who's the guy behind Blueberry and Raw Voice. And he's interviewing podcasters who started in 2004. So these are like pioneers. And he interviewed Brian Ibbett, who does um, Coverville, which is a show that just plays cover songs. So it's, you know, whatever it's. You know, you two doing a Michael Jackson song or something bizarre like that. Not that that would happen, but uh, and he goes through all the the paperwork because he still, even though he does all this stuff, he's still not a hundred percent positive he's like okay. He's done everything <laughs> they've asked because the record industry podcasting is so small compared to the rest that they're like whatever you know because we're like hey can we get a license they're like yeah in a minute kid uh so they're not really worried about it and uh but that's at podcastlegends.com and he kind of goes fairly in depth of all the stuff he had to and yeah it's it's a couple grand a year to do that and then there's a lot of reporting he has to report back i played this song in this episode so it's a lot of paperwork and things like that so it is a little lot of uh, work there um yeah, there's uh let's see. There's a Jeremy says there's a site Music for Makers um where you get a free song that wow. the guy creates each week. He sells longer versions on his site. There's ton. If you if you google royalty-free music, there are a lot of sites. I do like to dig a little deeper cuz there are a lot of people that can put up a website and say this is royalty-free and it's just stuff that they borrowed, he said in air quotes. So um yeah, and, and Daniel brings up a great thing. Spreaker um, even for non-Spreaker customers has, if you go to the Spreaker, that's with an R, Spreaker.com, go to their store. I want to say the, the name of the company is something weird like Epidemic, and they have a bunch of mm. royalty-free music and a lot of sound effects. It's 75 bucks a year, but you have a lot of sounds in there. And the thing I love about it, and I'm probably going to pull the trigger on that because I use a lot of music for transitions in my show, is it doesn't sound like it was made on a bad Casio keyboard. Because usually you can tell. To me, I was like, "Let's go to the rock section," and you can tell instantly the drums sound like it's a tin can, and it's like icky. So, yeah, but that's that's what you want to look for, either royalty free or copyright free, depending on what it is. And um, always look. I know you're a big fan of uh, Audio Jungle, so am I. Uh, that's where I get a lot of my stuff. 
So yeah, and you know, for twenty dollars or nineteen dollars for one track, and you got to dig around. You got to spend a, probably a couple of hours of finding what what song is going to fit your theme, your podcast, your brand, and and then go with it. But it'll be nineteen twenty bucks. You'll have the license. It's your piece of music, and you 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 can use it and chop it up into a bunch of different pieces. Just take snippets and kind of re-edit it. But it's yours to do what you want to do with. Uh, for 20 bucks, and you don't have to worry about all these other things. Yeah. Hey, one question I definitely want to ask you, kind of with your radio background, because um, we all want to know, like, what's it like to be on the radio? But what, what uh, when you get ready to do your show, what is, like, the show prep that goes into that? Uh, well, for talk radio, you you it, it's conversation-based. It's not that different from a podcast. So I have a general outline. I know who I'm talking to. I have usually my introduction done, and that means it's a script, and I will write my intro, and I will also write my extra. Getting in and getting out of any segment, and especially in radio when it's live and you know you're going to something, it's going to be the last thing that people hear, and also you know the first thing that people hear when they come back from a break or a song or whatever. So I'm always scripting the top and the bottom, and in the middle is this area where you've got your outline it's your roadmap but you can have fun with it and you can you can explore different things because conversations just happen right you don't know where it's going to go necessarily with your guests and what's going to pop up whether an email takes you off into another direction so be flexible in that middle part and have some fun and you know be you and have some personality and laugh and but i think it's kind of business top and bottom kind of like that mullet right business of the front and back and although that's not a mullet, the mullet's party in the back right so uh but hopefully that'll help you you know understand the structure that i put into going into a show and you know when you think about it for a break even for a for a jock who's playing music on the radio those ins and outs are crucial and even if you have on the way out because it's the last thing you're leaving with your listener it's like coming up next michael jackson and then boom you're gone you gotta know where you're going to end where you're extroing yeah that's a great point and that, that again, I, I don't know why I'm in a back in the days of a band, but when I was in a band and we were making a set list, we always started off the set with a, a great song and we always ended with it because mm-hmm. the stuff in the middle, a lot of times they forgot. But if you came out and punched them in the face with a good song, they're like, wow. And then you left them. That made them want to stick around for, for set two. So, yeah. And that's, that's what people hear. And it's, it's a bummer because I've heard people make really great points. And then they get done to the end and they go, and uh, all right, I guess it's time to talk about the, you know, wonker of the week or whatever. I'm like, oh, there was a, you could have put it, like you said, put a bow on it, exclamation point, it really hammer that point home. And I'm like, mm. and again, it doesn't mean it was bad. I was just like, oh, it's the teacher in me. Right. You always want to tell them what they're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them kind of thing. And um, it, yeah, exactly, right? it's just a way to kind of you know, put that in. What's your, uh, what's your theory on interviews? Some people, the, the question I get a lot is, do I give them the questions? Do I not give them the questions? How do you handle that? I don't give them all of the questions. I'll give them a few questions. And if you are talking in their world, you're never really going to surprise them if you don't have, you know, give them the questions in advance. This is their world. They should know what they're talking about. And if they don't know, then they should be honest and say, you know what? I don't know about that. I'm going to look into that. Like the listeners know a bit of an outline and it's that kind of a loose. We're going to do this touch on this. I really want to get on this. And one thing that I will do with a guest is, and I've done an episode on this and Dave, you probably heard it is to demand a takeaway. So this is this takeaway that we talk about. What's the takeaway of this segment? What's the takeaway of this podcast or this episode? Well, I think you should push your guest and say, I'm going to specifically ask you this because I know my listener, this is a massive pain point for my listener. They don't know where to put the oil in their car because it always breaks down. So I want to specifically ask you that question in this episode. So I want you to have a really good answer. And if you have any references of the best website to look at to how to put your oil in a car, the best book to read about. I want to ask you that. So demand a specific takeaway from your guest. And I also say demand it from yourself when you're doing it. Say if you've got a, a podcast, you're just doing solo, you know, make sure that there's an absolute takeaway for your listener at the end. And like you said, put a bow on it, wrap it up, give it to them again and again. Here's your takeaway. This is what you've just learned on my podcast. And that's why you're going to come back. I, um, 
I'm, I, I would stand and applaud, except I would go off the camera. Yeah, th- I'm with you. I always ask people, <laughs> be, before you press record, ask yourself, what am I going to talk about today that's going to inspire my audience to go tell a friend? And that's, like you said, it's the takeaway. And if you can't answer that question, maybe it's not time to press record yet. You know, go back and think a little bit and see like that. So we have somebody wanting to uh, come in. I was going to say, I was just going to say, we're, we're getting ready to wrap things up. If you have a question, we always get a lot of people at the very end. It's like, oh, wait, 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 they're leaving. So um, here he comes. Oh, there we go. See, I, I, you're being all incognito today. I am. Yeah, because you you are a TM communicator. Oh, that's my other secret identity. Your secret, your your, your double life. Yes, this is. Yeah. I was talking earlier about Kim from uh, on the table podcast. So there she is. Yes, I am wrapping up a podcast and looking at starting another one, and I kind of want to do it like a journey. Only I have already been on this journey, so I know what I want to put out. Hi, Fran. <laughs> just saw her on there. Um, I want. I know what I want to accomplish in this, and I'm looking at trying to build this arc. That's why I posted the question on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Of how do I do? I just write the whole thing from the start and then try to produce it that way, or can I pull people in and then try to help them make the podcast a little bit more immediate, so it's not quite so scripted. What do you suggest? Well, is it just give it, tell me a little bit more because is it, is it your story completely? And are you bringing in other people to help? Are they consultants along the way? Are they part of the experience along the way? Well, the, I, I podcast for Toastmasters international and we have a manual that doesn't get used very often called competent leadership. And it's, steps of how to become a leader from the very baby steps to taking on a major project and running it yourself. I would like to kind of make that into a story of how somebody walks in and picks up this manual and starts to use this step by step by step. I've done this manual seven times. There's no secrets here to me, but I'd like to use this kind of journey podcast to market market this book a little bit more effectively. Right, so that I would I would probably map that out, and I would map it, and I would cap it at 10 episodes of this journey that goes with this experience. And it, 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 that's it. Like, it, it lives in that. That's the, there is a, an actual end to the series because it's all about this, because any journey should come to an end, and there should be that, quote, payoff or takeaway at the end of it. So all the ups and downs, all the challenges, all the peaks and valleys along the way, they should be, you should still have uh, this sort of beginning, middle, and episodes along the way, but you're right, you have to maintain that arc. I don't know if that, like, I'm, is it all first person? Are you talking with anybody else along the way? I mean, that will determine how you lay this out. That's one of the questions that I have is, bring, um, if I bring somebody else in, how do I bring them in? Do I help them or ask them to help me tell the story? Yeah, who are, who are you bringing in? And would they be a subject who has never done this, or would they be someone who has done it three times because you've done it seven, and it's what else have you learned that I've learned along the way? That's the good question. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking for some um, suggestions as to what would be most effective in the, in the way to tell the story that would encourage people to use my product. Well, then you got to explain the why. Well, I would... So if it's mm-hmm. in chapter one, it's blah, 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 blah here. And here's what happens when you don't do this would be my thing. So okay. if you don't yeah. do this, then you that and find maybe somebody who didn't follow the rules and have them go. Yeah, I, I you know, if I go back to podcasting, I put my my MP3 files on my web host. Didn't know it was going to get me shut down. OK, this is why you need to do that. Next week, we're going to talk about so and so. You know, that just, it sounds easy, but now you got to find the person that's lived that mistake to help eliminate it. Because with, with, with adults, you can't just say one plus one equals two. You have to explain why does it equal two. So that would be my... I think if you... Go ahead. Uh, I agree. I, I totally agree. That's a great point. It's, you know, hitting the pain points that get the reaction, which will exactly tell people why they should be using your product or take this Toastmasters course. But I think also 
uh, uh, now I think I forgot what I'm dating. <laughs> it was there. It was there. <laughs> totally away, right? Okay. Yeah, but I think uh, I think. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah, you, I think you should map this out and don't jump into it. Don't start it unless you know how it's going to end. So map this out, and if you can actually come up with seven episodes, and you call it a journal. So think of it like a journal. Get your journaling out. Write these things down per episode, and you know, let it kind of, uh, you know, mature and, and see how it feels. You know, after you've kind of laid this whole thing out, do it in different ways. Put it in big papers and sit around the living room and see how it looks, and you'll get a feel for okay. it. It'll come to you. What I used to do with uh, certain projects is I would go out and buy three by five cards and there's something about seeing it visually that if you could say, here's episode number one, we're going to talk about this. Here's the main takeaway. Here's the, here's what it is. Here's what it does. Here's why you should do it. And then that will lead into episode number two. And you put that on a card and somehow seeing it in front of you, you can see where, Oh, you know what? This should be episode three, not five. And this should be four. Oh, we're going to talk about so-and-so. Oh, that would fit better in two. There's something about seeing it visually that for me, at least, always sparks a little more creativity. So anytime you can pound it out, that's one of the things um, right now I'm working on the the Messengers podcast. I don't know how the story ends. So it's really hard to do a story when I don't know if I'm in the middle, the end, or the beginning. And we knew that going in, but it does make things tough. The cool thing is, you know, here's the beginning, here's the end. Now, how am I going to get from point A to point B and just just map it out and realize there's there's going to be the the podcast you wanted the podcast you recorded in the podcast you wish you recorded. So there's always that, those, those three versions. So you have no idea how true that is. I just put one up last night that I just, I beat my head against the wall saying, I'm take this off and I'm just going to put it up there anyway. It's not perfect. It's, but it's there, it's done and it needs to be done. So I can go on to the next one. Cause that's my, particular procrastination technique um yeah. I, I i'm curious about dave you you're you have the messengers podcast and mm-hmm. you're not really sure where it's going i have a potential of working with somebody who's got eight to ten people discussing using her product and she wants to create a 10 to 12 podcast series with an arc with individual episodes that will be demonstrating certain things about her podcast or her product over, over the course of the podcast. And I'm very interested in working with her, but I'm very think that that's, I, I very much think that that's a real challenge of how do you, how do you make that arc from you, beginning to end? It's got to be a story because nobody tunes into an infomercial on purpose. So that's okay. the, the whole thing. Uh, Tim, any other insights on that? No, you're right, and it's it's we come back to the teasing. You know, why am I going back to episode three now? Why why should I hang around for episode four? Also, it depends on the product. I mean, is it, is it cooking based? Well, it's hard hard to do. Should there be PDF uh, work you know workshop or work uh, workbook that I should be following along with? If maybe if you add another element to it, it, it can enhance the whole process, and then the you know the listener or the participant will also see an end to it as well, knowing that there is. I got to get through here. This goes with this episode. So it all depends on, on what that product or service is and how interactive that might be. I mean, podcast on cooking, you know, is, is hard to do. Yeah. Um, okay. And I know, I, I wish they would have kept it um, going, but they didn't. It, and I swear, I almost feel like I dreamed it because it, it came and it, it lasted a couple episodes and it went away. Evernote used to have a podcast for the actual software, and it had the CEO, it had the main geeky developer, and it had their marketing guy, and they would field questions from their audience, and half of it was, hey, I never realized that I could send an email to my Evernote account and have it automatically go in a notebook. That was awesome. And then somebody else would be like, hey, I took that idea and did the thing. And so the whole time, it wasn't a, our web, our, you know, our software is awesome. It was their audience saying, here's how I'm using it. And this is what I do. And I'm, I'm this, and it was the coolest. And I was like, this is like the best marketing ever. Cause I, I'm sitting there going, this is a giant commercial that doesn't sound like a giant commercial. It was awesome. Yeah. And why they quit doing it, I don't know, but it was, this was, you know, 2007, they were early, early adopters. But that, to me, that I was always like, man, if I ever had a product, I would try to get uh, 
my audience to do that? How are you using our product and what is it benefiting from you? And somehow get their story. I Not just the testimonial of you're great, but, you know, we're a small mom and pop shop and we do this and that and that, 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 and here's how I do this. And I didn't realize it, but now that I've used your product, my life is so much better. So, um, okay. Awesome. I'm going to have to come back and take notes when you put this up again, Dave, because okay. I, I've run of out of little pieces of paper to write on. Thank Excellent. you so much. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, speaking of that, it is about that time. He said, uh, unmuting his iPad. Uh, there we go. I'm like, where's the music at? If you're listening live, we're not officially done. We're going to go a few more minutes here, but we do cut off the uh, the regular show. Kim's getting her groove on. And uh, we're here every Saturday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. I want to thank uh, Tim from podcastperformancecoach.com. Buddy, you, you survived your first uh, Ask the Podcast Coach. So thanks for coming on the show. Uh, do you know what your next episode is going to be? It was a be? pleasure. Do you know what your next episode is going to be? Yes. Speaking of teasing, what is it? Yeah, it's funny. It's actually uh, what you were, we were just talking about with TM Communicator. I think that's like, no, it's Kim. Yeah, Kim. Sorry. It's, a, it's about when to pull the plug on your podcast. On a podcast, because I see this all the time. Well, I just did an episode. The guest was drunk and blah, blah, blah. What should I do? I go through all that. When should you actually pull the plug on an episode you just recorded? Awesome. And I tell you how to do it, when to do it. There you go. Find that over at podcastperformancecoach.com. You can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. Uh, International Podcast Day is coming up, he said, holding up his shirt. That is September 30th, and that is when the School of Podcasting will reopen for new students. And uh, we'll have to get Daniel in here on uh, the post show because there's uh, some sort of special award thingy going on that I cannot think of the name of. And Daniel can fill me in on that uh, after the show. But thanks for uh, the chat room and everybody for hanging in. And uh, like I say, we're here every Saturday morning, 1030 Eastern Standard Time. And uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And this is one of the things that radio people do really good and I'm awful at because I have another 17 seconds to kill. Uh, Talking up stuff is not my strong (laughs) suit. But thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon. Take care. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time.